Welcome back everyone to The Dad Who Dabs. This is episode number two, not sure what I'm gonna call it yet, but I appreciate the response I've been getting from everybody and I'm glad people have been liking the format of this podcast so far. This is the show where I do some dabs with you, chat, and let you know about what's going on in the cannabis world because that's what I'm gonna start doing this week. Before we get started, let us do a dab in Mrs. Dabber's rig right here, zoinks. And I haven't finished my peace water video yet, but as you can see, it's doing pretty good. It's not really sticking to the glass as much as I thought it was gonna be. So let's do this dab, and I hope you guys are smoking along, dabbing along, vaping along, getting some cannabinoids nice and deep into your lungs, because these are going to be deep into mine. Enjoying the day, making the most of it, eating food you like, listening to music you like, just doing something that you like, because life's too short to be doing shit you don't like to do. I hope you're getting some cannabinoids, just like I am right now. Cheers. Excuse me. Oh my God. Live frozen. Live stuff is always so good. If, if you don't know the difference between live product and every other kind of product, most concentrates come from dried cured bud, unless otherwise specified by calling it live. That means it's bud that you could have smoked and that you could have broken up and put into a blunt or into a bowl. And that's the bud that they used to make whatever concentrate it was. But on the other end of the spectrum, there is live resin, where instead of the bud being cured and dried and everything of that magnitude first, they put it through a process where they flash freeze it and they preserve all the cannabinoids and all the terpenes that they possibly can in the plant. And you end up with a much more robust and flavorful concentrate in the end. And then you can sell it for a little bit more because it's live stuff. So the quality is just that much better than cured stuff. And don't be fooled, most shatters and waxes and crumbles like that, unless it says live, it's gonna come from just regular bud and it's going to be limited in the amount of cannabinoids and terpenes that can possibly be in it because it already went through the drying and through the curing process. That's enough about that. Let me tell you guys what's been going on in my week. So the other day I had to fix my brakes. They finally got to the fucking end of their rope where they sounded like they were fine. They were good for a while after not being good anymore. And then they finally began grinding and being horrible. And so my dad, who's been fixing up cars and working on cars for years, I asked him for help. He helped me to get the pads and the rotors and we changed them. And during that entire process, we found out that we did not have probably three or four crucial missing pieces for this whole process of changing brakes and changing the rotors. We needed to go rent a special tool from the hardware store, from AutoZone in particular, because I tried to go to Advanced Auto Parts. Guys, I never really understood the difference between Advanced Auto Parts and AutoZone. And in my very limited experience on this one day, AutoZone was fucking far beyond, far and away the way better choice. Every employee that I spoke to at AutoZone actually knew what the fuck they were talking about and understood every question I was asking to where they didn't have to go get help from anyone and they actually addressed and answered my question fully. 
That didn't happen at Advanced Auto Parts. That didn't happen at all. I got someone working there who had no idea what kind of measurements I was even talking about for the fucking ratchet that I needed, for the, for the one piece that I needed to take off this fucking rotor. I needed one metric, uh, I needed one metric sized thing and advanced auto parts, nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about. AutoZone, everyone was super helpful and nice and I had to go back there a couple times because I rented a tool, I, we, worked on a, we worked on the car, we got that part done with that tool, to realize we needed another piece, went back over there, they helped me out with it in fucking two minutes. So I went back like five or six times just to that same store, but they were super friendly every time, very helpful, actually wondering what I was working on and what kind of car it was and stuff. Just asking me general questions, not even about me working on that physical car. Just, hey, I'm a, I'm a human being and I see that you're dealing with bullshit. I can see it's kind of stressful for you. I'm gonna lighten the mood a little bit and help you out. So that was very much appreciated from the folks at AutoZone. I never would have fucking imagined that Advanced Auto Parts and AutoZone were two totally different fucking universes of understanding and knowledge. Never would have thought. And it just, it reminded me of how most dispensaries, all the butt tenders have no fucking clue about what they're talking about most of the time. It's all a sales pitch. It's all being a used car salesman. They tell you what you have to sell. Most of the time, you have never even tried the product that you're fucking pitching. I had butt tenders who didn't even consume marijuana and they were butt tenders and they had no idea how the product was actually gonna make other people feel. But they lied their asses off and they got people to believe all their bullshit and people bought stuff that probably didn't treat them as good as something else might have. So it's very disheartening that like, holy shit, most places are gonna be like advanced auto parts. Most places are gonna be kinda shitty. Most people that work there aren't gonna have any clue or really care about what the hell you're dealing with. They're just there to do the bare minimum scrape by. And I get it, I totally get it. If you don't wanna work there, then fucking why would you put forth the extra effort? But it was very nice that AutoZone apparently went out of its way to find people that actually knew what the hell they were doing and actually wanted to be helpful. It was very cool and unexpected. So that was, uh, that was a great experience. <laughs> Thanks AutoZone. Now let's move on to some news. A UK man was caught with over 10,000 pounds worth of cannabis. That's 10,000 British pounds of the currency, so that equals about $12,500 in US dollars. Spared prison time after an outpouring of support from his patients. A 46-year-old father of two who was caught with almost a kilo of cannabis has avoided prison after the support of hundreds of people who insist he saved their lives. Cannabis patient Andrew Baines was caught by police with almost a kilo of cannabis and 30 cannabis plants at his home in January 2020. He was charged with both supply and production of a Class B drug under the Misuse of Drugs Act 1971, which could have seen him serve a maximum of 30 years to life in prison. Andrew had been using his qualifications in cannabis science to illegally supply patients with medicine to treat cancer and other life-changing illnesses, maintaining detailed patient records, and has treated thousands of people in need without taking any money for his services. This guy seems like a fucking saint. In a landmark ruling, the Crown Prosecution Service took into account the wide outpouring of support and chose not to pursue a prison sentence, despite an open admission of guilt and a huge amount of evidence. 
Instead, Andrew was given a six-month community order, the lowest punishment possible. Giving her ruling at Grimsby Magistrates Court, Deputy District Judge Geraldine Kelly said, If the law was different, Mr. Baines would have been applauded, not punished. I take the view that a community order is justified in this case, not because of you, but because of the message we must send. Holy shit. This guy, Andrew Baines, giving people weed, treating people with weed for free. This guy's a fucking miracle worker. And I love that the court actually recognized that he was doing no harm to the people that he was providing with this illicit drug. It's fucking ridiculous that it's even in the same class as other narcotics. It's insane. I love that this guy got off scot-free. Well, not scot-free, but to get the lowest possible time amount served of fucking community service. That's incredible. Good for you, man. Sorry that you had to even get punished at all. Like the judge was saying, if the law was different, he'd be getting applauded, not punished. He is actively helping patients to better their lives. He's making people who are miserable actually able to enjoy their life. He's giving them a second chance to feel relief. Jesus Christ, guys, I don't know about you, but there are times when I have not felt 100%, and I can't even imagine having some debilitating disease that literally just ruins your life and takes away your quality of life so much to the point where you can't function and live normally. The only thing I've ever experienced that's even remotely close to that is depression, and that's not it, totally physical. That's mostly mental. It has physical characteristics that manifest because of your mental state, but it's not the same as having cancer and your body slowly eating itself away. That is so insane that the treatment for those kinds of fucking diseases, cannabis, is still classified with horrible illicit opiates and fucking narcotics. It's ridiculous. I applaud this judge. She is wonderful. She gave this guy the least possible punishment she possibly could because she still had to give him something. She couldn't throw the case away because it was all valid. He admitted guilt. There was proof of it all. He kept detailed records of his patients. So you can't really get away with it completely. But she can fucking help out if the system is fucked. And she did. That's fucking incredible. I am proud of you, Geraldine Kelly. You did a really good thing today and you helped hundreds of patients. On to the next story. Thailand is going to be giving away 1 million cannabis plants to its citizens. Why the hell are they doing this? It seems like a really, really good thing. But let's get into the details and you'll see for yourself that it's probably not the best idea. Thailand's kind-hearted public health minister says he will offer households a million cannabis plants for free next month. A Newton, Charnvirakul, I'm just gonna say a Newton. A Newton's generous gesture is to mark June 9th from when people will be legally permitted to grow cannabis plants in their own homes. However, it will have to be medical grade cannabis only and can only be used for medicinal purposes. Isn't all cannabis really used for medicinal purposes? Let's be honest, even wreck people most of the time, unless they just want to get crazy, are going to be using cannabis for the medical benefits of it, for the pain relief, for the calming aspects of it, for the physical body ache relief that you get. Like, that's why most people are smoking, because they've had a horrible day and they need to get their mind off of it, or because their body's tired and needs a little bit of fucking relief. So... This, it's already off to a weird start. According to a Nation Thailand report, there will be no official registration required to grow the plant at home. Yesterday, a Newton took to Facebook to confirm his 1 million plant giveaway. 
He also explained that Thai companies registered to do so can sell cannabis products that have less than 0.2% THC. Okay. THC is the part of the plant responsible for getting people high. The health minister says people can also operate cannabis-related businesses under the relaxed rules. This will enable the people and government to generate more than 10 billion baht, that's their currency, per year in revenue for marijuana and hemp. Meanwhile, people can showcase their cannabis and hemp-related products and wisdom and sell their products nationwide. Alright. I just don't... Okay, I don't like the whole limitation that it has to be 0.2% THC or below. Because even though I know THC is not everything and I'm not the huge, I'm not the biggest proponent of THC, as you saw in my last video, it's still fucking necessary. It, you can't, you can't just have 0.2% THC, that's, okay, 0.2% THC cannabis is literally CBD flour, is literally hemp. That's what we sell in the United States as CBD legal to buy at a fucking gas station hemp it has to have less than 0.3 percent thc in the united states this has to have less than 0.2 so it's even more fucking strict okay that's weird so they're gonna give people a bunch of plants what kind of plants are they are they clones of just cbd heavy strains are they just gonna be random seeds or did the government grow and has enough clones to provide 1 million clones to households? Is it on demand? There's not enough information. Uh, like, there's not enough information here that's been provided. And it just, there's too many weird little gray areas that could potentially make growing weed illegal still if it's more than 0.2% THC. Okay, okay, I have another article that connects to this. Um, because they said it's you're not going to have to register to grow cannabis in Thailand once they give you all the free weed plants, but you're going to have to. You still have to register with an app called Pluk Ganja so that the government knows everyone who is growing cannabis legally in their home. And if you don't register with this app, then you're not legally growing cannabis in your home and you can still get charged with illegally growing cannabis. I don't like that just from the fucking headline. Okay. Starting from June 9th, downloading the Pluk Ganja mobile application will be the only requirement to legally grow cannabis and hemp plants at home in Thailand. Even though they said there would be no requirement to register with the government, but you have to get this app. Okay. Let's continue. Today, the Ministry of Public Health announced that all parts of marijuana and hemp plants will be delisted as a narcotic from June 9th, except for extracts containing more than 0.2% tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, which are still considered illegal Category 5 narcotics. So is that Delta 9 THC? Is that Delta 8 THC? Is that fucking 11-hydroxy THC? Is that any chemical that has the, the tetrahydrocannabinol in it at all? Because that's a whole fucking other spectrum of things. You can't just say, this version of THC is illegal, but if it has THCA in it, it's totally fine. Because why even put the restriction on it at that point? Because holy shit, guys, THC itself, Delta 9 is not the only version of THC that gets you high. 11-hydroxy-THC is what it gets converted to in your liver when you eat edibles. It's a whole different kind of fucking THC. Chemically, still has the word tetrahydrocannabinol in it, though. So I don't understand why the government of Thailand would even limit it to that at all. I don't get it. 
The Thai government expects cannabis growers to use parts of the plant in cooking, e.g. boiling the leaves to use in tom yam soup or for medicinal purposes. That's what it's always for. However, rolling up and smoking high-grade THC marijuana flowers is still very much illegal in Thailand. There goes the fucking hope right there that it was actually going to be legalized. It's legal, but not really. So, if you have registered with the Pluk Ganja Grow Cannabis application, you can grow cannabis, but you can't get high. If your plant is a female, she may grow buds, the THC-rich flowers of a cannabis plant. As the Thai law currently stands, you won't get in trouble if your plant grows buds, but you will break the law if you smoke the flowers or extract them into a product containing more than 0.2% THC. Anyone who wishes to import cannabis and hemp seeds, leaves or branches from overseas does not need a permit, but does need to seek permission to do so, according to the Plants Act of 1975 and Plant Quarantine Act of 1964, according to the Director General of Thailand's Food and Drug Administration, Dr. Wittit Saritsadichikol. That's what I'm going to go with, Dr. Wittit Saritsadichikol. As of May 20, Plute Ganja is not yet available on the App Store. If you have a question about growing marijuana at home in Thailand, call this number. Okay. So, you can... I don't fucking understand. They're gonna send everybody weed plants. Are they just gonna send it to every single household? Do you have to ask? Is it only one per household? Can you get like five? If there's five people living in your household? There's too many things that have to get fucking clarified before, like... This all happens and people from Thailand start getting excited that this is going to be, like, a thing. Because, yeah, you might get a plant, you have no idea what kind of bud that plant's going to grow, what kind of strain that plant's going to be, unless they've actually gone through the rigorous fucking cataloging of every single strain that they've grown, if they have gigantic fucking weed fields of a million plants, I don't understand. This all has to be clarified before, like, anyone gets excited about it, because I got very excited from reading the headlines, and then there's so much fucking weird red tape and gray area that it's like, okay, it's legal, but we're going to have all these restrictions on it that basically still make it illegal to do anything with it. Okay, then why, then what, how the fuck is it legal? How is it legal at all if you can't do anything with the product of it? That's like saying you can make heroin, you just can't sell it. You just can't get high with it. But it's totally legal to make it, to process it. Like, I don't understand the fucking logic of that. If you're really that scared of cannabis, first of all, don't spread it around every household. That's like, it seems it seems like a weird fucking backhanded attempt to still keep it illegal, but then spread it everywhere. It doesn't make any sense, because then you're just going to be able to arrest anybody who lives in an address, because if, if it's sent to every household, every person's responsible and can get arrested for owning a cannabis plant at that point, if they ever want to charge anybody with anything and get them in trouble for stuff. So it's, I don't know, this whole fucking, this thing got my hopes up, and then it was an emotional roller coaster as I read another article, and it was just fucking crazy. What do you guys think about this? Let me know down in the comments what your thoughts are. Is it a good idea to send a million weed plants to people? This is fucking weird, huh? Sasha Baron Cohen, the actor who played Borat, has recently dropped a lawsuit against a dispensary in my backyard in Somerset, Mass. They're called Solar Therapeutics. And he had a lawsuit against them because they used him in Borat costume 
on a billboard for their dispensary. And I actually saw this billboard. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. But in my mind, the same thought ran through my mind that probably ran through anybody else's mind. How the hell did they get the rights to fucking use Borat on a billboard? And it seems like they didn't. And for a while, it was up in the air if they were really going to have to take the... Well, they took the billboard down. But if they were really going to get in trouble for illegally using his likeness and his character on an advertisement for cannabis. Because he doesn't smoke weed, apparently. But let's read the article. Last year, High Times covered Sasha Baron Cohen's massive $9 million lawsuit filed against a dispensary that ran a billboard ad with his image without permission. But the actor and plaintiff have reached an agreement to drop the lawsuit. CBS News reports that a document filed in Boston Federal Court on Tuesday said the two sides have agreed to dismiss the case. According to court documents filed on July 12, 2021, Sasha Baron Cohen filed a $9 million lawsuit against Somerset, Massachusetts-based Solar Therapeutics, a dispensary for running a billboard ad with his image without his permission. Solar Therapeutics erected a billboard on an interstate highway in Massachusetts that features a picture of Baron Cohen as Borat with his thumbs up and the words, it's nice. One of Borat's catchphrases. It also read, Happy 420. The billboard appeared in Somerset near Exit 10B. So, I'm not going to read the rest of it. So basically, they got in trouble for using it. And it's still unclear if they had to pay a settlement. Because all that we know, the rest is secret, is that both sides agreed to drop the case. Both sides agreed to just dismiss it and not make anything big of it. So I'm pretty sure they had to pay a pretty penny to Mr. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and to his estate and his any company that owns any piece of Borat and just basically apologize. Do you guys think it's okay for companies to use characters in a way where it's obviously a joke? It's clearly just a joke and... It's so out of character because Borat has nothing to do with weed. Like, Borat's not a weed movie. It's hilarious if you're stoned, but it's not a weed movie. So, it just seems strange that, like, everyone took it so seriously to the point where lawsuits got involved. And that's not ever what you want to happen, guys. You never want lawsuits to happen when you're a weed company because you're already going through so much bullshit red tape as it is. You don't want to have to fucking worry about dealing with a lawsuit from a fucking Hollywood production company or a world-famous actor. Jesus Christ, what horrible like advertisement for yourself. They say any press is, is good press, but I don't believe that. If, if it's making you look fucking objection, like objectively bad, then no, it's not good press. It made you guys look like you're dumb, didn't do your research, and just stole Borat and used him on your billboard ignorantly. God, it, Solar's bud is terrible anyway. Solar Therapeutics doesn't have good weed in my experience. Every bud I've gotten from them is super dry, comes in a terrible container, and it's always tiny little buds that haven't been trimmed well. So they obviously just threw it into a tumbler, let that trim it off, and leave a bunch of fucking fan leaves on it, and... So you're using... I get why you have to use something that's copyrighted and funny and of good quality because your flower is of very low quality. But that was a piss poor move on your choice. 
So what do you think? Do you think Sasha Baron Cohen actually had a legitimate case? Do you think he should have pursued it and kept the lawsuit going to try to get back any money that he could have possibly lost because of being involved with cannabis, even though he probably wouldn't have lost any. But what do you guys think down in the comments? Let me know. I don't know if you guys can hear it outside, but there are landscapers outside and they've been mowing the lawn for the past like fucking 15, 20 minutes. Hopefully my little sound guard here is blocking the the noise enough and you're just hearing the dulcet tones of my voice. Actor Woody Harrelson has opened up a dispensary called The Woods and it seems like it's gonna be pretty fucking cool because if you know Woody Harrelson, he's just an all around nice guy, great actor, been involved in so many different projects. He was in fucking Zombieland, man. He was Tallahassee. You can't fucking, you can't undo that. He's just a great actor. Not from Natural Born Killers to fucking Zombieland and to everything he's doing now that I haven't even been caught up with. He's just a fucking awesome performer. Now he has a dispensary. It's probably gonna be cool as shit. Let's read the article. Actor and lifelong environmentalist Woody Harrelson has opened the doors of his dispensary in West Hollywood, California called The Woods. The grand opening on May 13th, 2022 included guests of Bill Maher, Steve Gutenberg, and Harrelson dancing on a table to celebrate the evening. Hell yeah. The dispensary was redesigned over two years by designer Thomas Shoes, and the space is green and woodsy, true to its name. With trees on the interior, skylights, wooden displays, and an outdoor space that Harrelson hopes will be a consumption lounge in the near future, a ribbon-cutting ceremony drew crowds including Mayor Lauren Meister and Genevieve Morell, the head of the West Hollywood Chamber of, Congre Chamber of Commerce. West Hollywood has been particularly welcoming to cannabis businesses and even recently dubbed itself the Emerald Village. Harrelson's cannabis-centric weekend culminated when he was the recipient of the Emerald Cup's Lifetime Achievement Award at the Ricardo Montalban Theater. In its 18th year, the 2022 Emerald Cup Awards honored fan-favorite brands, legendary cultivators innovating in the space, and second-generation legacy farmers from Humboldt and Mendocino County areas. I, dude, I don't know about you guys. It's I get kind of sketched out when it comes to like celebrity cannabis brands, especially like Houseplant from fucking Seth Rogen. Tommy Chong has his own weed, and I'm um, uh, like, different people now have celebrity brand cannabis. That can be great if the actor or the celebrity actually cares about their brand and keeping the integrity of their brand intact, or it could be bad if they just fucking outsource it and just phone it in and get whatever shitty weed and just sell it at a premium. Cause that's what's a fucking nightmare these days, paying for the brand and not for the quality. But if the good brand has good quality, then you're good. So I I would love to try some of, some of Woody Harrelson's weed. I don't know if I'm ever gonna get out to there, but I'm just very weary of celebrity cannabis brands. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's a good idea for celebrities to have brands? Like what if Snoop Dogg, I'm pretty sure Snoop Dogg has his own weed. I'm almost fucking positive. Why wouldn't he? Like even Mike Tyson has fucking gummies that are that he was gonna release but ended up getting pulled before they even got released because it was in the shape of a human body part. It was gonna be a bite taken out of an ear and it was gonna be Mike Tyson gummies, THC gummies. So there's a huge market for that right now. Basically every single actor, celebrity, influencer, person with any kind of star power wants to get a cannabis brand. Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think it's just gonna fucking muddy the waters and make it even harder to find good quality? Or do you think that the people you would expect, like Willie Nelson's weed is gonna be pretty fucking top tier? 
Snoop Dogg's weed's gonna be pretty top tier. Or is it gonna be like TikTok influencer weed and it's just not gonna be good? Or is it gonna be Amazon brand weed that you can get shipped to your door in two days with prime free shipping? And it's probably gonna be garbage. <laughs> what do you guys think is gonna be the future for this brand endorsement and even celebrity companies that are starting to get into the cannabis industry and trying to make a name for themselves based on their star power alone. Those are all the topics I had for today and I'm just gonna do another dab and chill with you guys for a little bit. Hope you guys are smoking along, dabbing along, vaping along, getting some cannabinoids nice and deep into your lungs because again, these are going to be deep into mine. So what'd you guys think of the more structured kind of format where I still talked about topics, but also gave my opinion on stuff? Did you like that? Did you like the more loosey-goosey feel of the last episode? I'm still gonna kind of keep it chill. I don't want to have to worry too much about the podcast episode, so it's, they're definitely, definitely gonna be more simplified than my other videos. They're not gonna have all the fucking bells and whistles. Literally. No bell sound effects, no fucking... None of that shit. Maybe some nice background music like I had before. Maybe some uh, pictures popping up. And maybe some footage of me reading the story so it's not so boring of just me having my face turned to the side while you guys watch the side of my head read an article. One last random topic, stoner thought just popped into my head as I was about to turn off the camera. This might be a random question, but like I said, stoner thought, when you go to the bathroom, how long do you intend on staying in the bathroom? And that's an honest question because I'm the kind of person that I've never wanted to hang out in the bathroom. I've always wanted to just get whatever fucking business I'm doing in the bathroom done and leave the bathroom because I didn't want to hang out in there. But when I was young growing up, my dad always had magazines in the bathroom and it seemed like it was being set up to be inviting to be a hangout chill spot. And that was always such a strange concept to me. I don't want to chill and hang out in the bathroom. And then it became a thing where everybody uses their phone in the bathroom. And I just, it's so hard for me to do that. I can't do it. I don't want to be in the bathroom. And if I'm ever in there for more than fucking five minutes, I, I wrap it up. I call it a day and I come back in whatever time I have to come back in. I'm not hanging out in the bathroom for more than five minutes. It's not what I want to be doing all the time. And it just seems like that's some people's fucking happy place. And the only way I can understand it is that you're isolated away from everybody else and that's just like your fucking private domain where you can be in there as long as you want to be and no one can say shit because you're in the bathroom. <laughs> that's probably what it ends up coming down to. But I have, I don't know. I guess I just found those spaces in other places. <laughs> I don't know. Just That's the only way I can understand it. I've never really wanted to be hanging out there. It's never really been my thing. It might be your thing. No, and... No offense intended. If that's what you want to do, like I said, I totally get it. And if you're thinking about it in the way of like you want to isolate yourself and that's your, your quiet space because it's fucking nice in there. It's the, the acoustics of a bathroom are nice. It's nice to sing in the shower. That's fun. That's great. So I can get if that's the appeal of it. Just like the solitary aspect of it. 
but is that why everybody's hanging out in there? Because I don't think so. I don't think everyone's as mindful and likes silence and solitude and isolation as much as I do. And I don't like doing it. So I don't get it. So please help me explain, like help me understand. Please explain to me. Why do a lot of people like hanging out in the bathroom? It's just, I just never wanted to do it. Maybe you guys can convince me otherwise. Maybe you'll give me some fucking reasons as to why it's even, why it's a positive thing. Let me know. What do you guys think? Random stoner thoughts to finish the episode off. <laughs> All right, guys, I have to go work on the next Terp Talk Thursday. Uh, and then by the time you listen to this, I'm probably already going to be working on the next Terp Talk Thursday for the Thursday after this Sunday. And let me know about that, guys. Do you guys like the Sunday time slot? Sundays at 10 a.m. where it premieres. And you can kind of listen to it whenever anyway. But do you guys like that time? Let me know. I don't know where this show is going to go. It's going to be me just chilling, talking about stuff. And like I said, probably maybe interviewing people every once in a while eventually. It'd be pretty cool. I would love to get some people interviewed on here and put the video for everybody to watch. That'd be fucking awesome. Oh, man. Well, the sky's the limit. Thanks for joining me today, everybody. I have been the Diligent Dabber. Check me out on Instagram at Diligent Dabber and Diligent Dabber Reviews. Check me out on TikTok, but basically my fucking TikTok is just re-uploading my YouTube videos rotated because I don't really go on TikTok, so that's not really my thing. <laughs> and I don't know how you found this podcast, if you're listening on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube, but if you're listening on Spotify, there is a video version of this podcast available on YouTube. And if you're watching this on YouTube, then there's no need to go listen to the audio version on Spotify unless you want to listen to me on the go. I feel very nice. I'm stoned. Thanks for joining me today, guys. And before I go, even though today might be hard, tomorrow will be worth it. So take care of yourself and take it easy. Thanks for watching and make sure you listen next week for the next episode of Dad Who Dabs.